This is episode 34 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Ros Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about. Essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping others get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Ros. So today we're going to be speaking about vulnerabilities in the chart. And we were just discussing what vulnerability actually means. You're not necessarily in the Brene Brown sense of vulnerability, but perhaps it is more the actual definition of vulnerability. And I know, Nani, you've got it there, haven't you? So what does it say in the dictionary? I just found a new one that I like. Vulnerability means you're comfortable opening up to other people. You're willing to look at someone in the eyes and spill your soul. And it means you deeply care about things. Oh, that's really nice. And that is a Brene Brown. <laughs> it is Brene Brown. <laughs> okay. Some of the other ones are vulnerable as being like susceptible to emotional harm or maybe feeling unsafe or unprotected, exposed, or maybe you need special care or special support in a certain area. And what we're thinking about in the human design chart about vulnerability is maybe vulnerability from conditioning in certain gates, maybe channels, and just openness in the chart and how you can be vulnerable in your openness. Absolutely. And I think Nani referring to openness there, that is the big thing, isn't it? It's wherever you're open in the chart, particularly in the centers, is where you can be the most vulnerable, the most available to outside energies coming in and invading you and making you someone that you're not or making you feel something that you are not supposed to feel. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through some areas, the the ones that we see as being the main areas or the most obvious areas of vulnerability. And the reason that we wanted to do this was to just highlight to you that these are areas that you need to take it easy on yourself or on your kids or your parents or your friends or your partners or whoever it happens to be that might have these particular areas or either defined or open in their chart. So what we're going to do first is we're going to go through some of the centers and arguably if you have an open center the open center is an area of potential vulnerability. But we're not going to talk about all of the centers. We're just going to talk about the ones that we really do think leave you open. Then we're going to talk about some of the gates that have the potential to cause issues for you when it comes to being vulnerable. So the emotional solar plexus being open or undefined can make you vulnerable to other people's emotions. And I actually think in some ways you might not actually be able to be as vulnerable about your emotions unless you connect to someone who has one of the channels that brings your emotions to your throat. You could be vulnerable to other people's emotions and taking them in and feeling them, 
But as far as like sharing your own emotions, you're probably more likely to keep them to yourself unless you're connected to someone who has like a full channel that's connected from their emotional solar plexus to their throat or connects one of your hanging gates. And if you have an open emotional solar plexus, you will definitely not be connected to your throat because you're not connected to any other centers there. So that's what I can see as being one vulnerability or maybe a place where you have a harder time being vulnerable. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you and you, you're walking on eggshells all the time. That's what we say, that you're walking around trying not to upset people. And so that leaves you very vulnerable. It leaves you very vulnerable to other people's emotions. It leaves you very vulnerable to other people's lows. I know myself as an emotionally defined person when I'm feeling low, and that is also an area of vulnerability. When you are emotionally defined, you can be vulnerable, especially when you're feeling low, because that is actually who you are. There's nothing you can do to change it. But getting back to the open emotional solar plexus, I think it's really important to recognize that that feeling that you're feeling of oh, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go into the crowd because I'm going to pick up all, on all this low vibe energy. That feeling that you're feeling is actually not you. It's not you. It's, it, it's there for a reason. It's there to make you wise about other people's emotions. It's there to allow you to experience other people's emotions in a non-personal way, but it does become very personal. It does feel very personal unless you allow yourself to recognize that it's not you, that it is someone else. So just recognize in yourself if you're emotionally open or in your kids, especially if you've got emotionally open kids or in anyone that you know who's emotionally open, that they might be feeling emotions overload and it really can drag them down and, and it really can make them vulnerable, but it's not who they are. And anything that you can do to help them or help yourself to recognize that it's not their own energy is going to make a huge difference to their life. Yeah. And as you're talking, Roz, I was realizing it's making you vulnerable to swings of energy up and down because you could be around a group of people and someone's low in their mood and someone else is high and you're just like swinging all over the place. Yeah. I found it's called the monthly blend in the emotions and essential oils book is the oil of vulnerability. We call it Clary Calm in the US. I don't know what you call yeah, it in Clary Australia. Calm. Yeah, Clary Calm. So it actually encourages a stabilization of emotional imbalances. So that makes sense to me because if you're vulnerable to other people's emotions or if you have an emotional wave and you're going up and down, emotional balance is very helpful. Yeah. So. That's a fantastic blend. And just for those of you who might be thinking of the monthly blend, you know, maybe that's just for women. It's actually not just for women. It's for everyone because it's a hormonal blend and everyone has hormones. And I've heard of people taking that particular blend, the monthly blend, Clary Calm, and decanting it into a into a blue roller bottle and giving it to their teenage sons or you know their husbands because it doesn't really matter what it's called. A name is a name. It's actually what it does and it can help everybody. With these feelings of vulnerability, it's the oil of vulnerability. 
and, and hormones can kick in, especially if they're a little out of balance and we're not doctors here, but you know, everyone has some sort of understanding of how important it is to have your hormones in balance. So have a look at that oil, that Clary Calm oil, and use that if you are feeling particularly emotionally vulnerable. The next one we want to talk about is the G or self-center. I'm kind of excited about it because I already have an essential oil blend picked out for it. But in the G center, you are vulnerable to whoever you're around because you kind of you almost become the people because you're so willing to shift your direction and love in many different ways. You're vulnerable to who is around you, but you're also vulnerable to criticism if you have a connection to your throat from your G center. And it's like this beautiful, wonderful thing if you have that and you have people who are respectful around you because you're talking from your soul, which is totally an amazing thing to be able to do. But you're very vulnerable when you do talk because you are talking from that place of true spirit. Absolutely. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because these first two centers that we've chosen to talk about, we've chosen, we, we wanted to talk about them being open and how that leaves you vulnerable. And we've just very quickly gone into the areas of vulnerability that you can be susceptible to when they're defined. Because what Nani was talking about before, if you've got a connection from your G center to the throat and you, know, you do feel very vulnerable to criticism, you have a defined G just by the definition, just by the fact that you've got the connection from the throat to the G. So we do want to talk about the open G as well, but it's important to understand that if anyone's got the channels 3313 or 18 or 731 or the kinky one that goes from, that's not a kinky one, (laughs) or the, the curvy one that goes from the 10 to the 20, then you've got that connection, which makes you very vulnerable to criticism. And it's really helpful to understand that the reason you feel vulnerable is because you're speaking from your soul and not everybody does that. In fact, not many people do that. So don't take the criticism too personally or understand that other people don't take it the same way as you do. But yeah, getting back to that open G, Nani, you're right. When you have an open G, you are vulnerable to taking on the soul energy, the personality energy, the identity energy of the person that you're with. And so if you're with somebody who's perhaps vibing in low expression of that particular energy, you're vulnerable to taking that on. I see this play out with kids a lot, you know, particularly with adolescent kids. It's often kids who have that open G center who are vulnerable to those around them who might not necessarily be a great influence on them. And hopefully you all know what I'm talking about there, but it's something to be very aware of. Check your kids' charts if you're experiencing that and see if they have the open G. And if they do, If there's any way that you can help to show them that they're taking on other people's energies and to really work on being who they are. You know, I have those exercises, the awareness or the breathing exercises, the 27 breaths. I'll link to it in the show notes, the video of the 27 breaths. And just putting all of your awareness on your G center, which is kind of in the sternum area. And this visualization I have of it being like, the spin cycle on your washing machine. Just imagine your G-center spinning and all of the energy that doesn't belong to you actually being forced off so that by the time the spin cycle's over, 
in three or four or 10 breaths or whatever you want it to be, by the time that spin cycle is over, you're left with this open, clean, beautiful G-center that's only you. It's not other people's. Yeah. We'll go into the 27 thing another time, right? Yeah, the 27. Yes, yes. We want to talk about that in a little bit more detail, don't we? When we talk about embodiment in a future episode, which is probably not too far down the track. We've got a lot of really good things cooking at the moment. (laughs) The blend that I was thinking of is called the reassuring blend. And in the US, we call it peace. Yeah. And it's the same thing. So I think in the open G, the best thing you can do is be with the right people and in the right location and have this inner peace. You do not have to do the same thing every day or even be in the same place every day. It's kind of just like feeling good, being in this right place, put on some peace and be at peace that you do change with who you're around, but that's okay, especially if you're around great people. Yeah, absolutely. Or people you're learning from or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And another good one, our favorite, my favorite anyway, for the Open G is Bergamo. To be who you are, you know, to, to have the confidence to be who you are. Bergamo will bring that to you. So the next open area of vulnerability is the spleen. And I don't think this gets talked about enough. I really don't think this gets talked about enough. You are vulnerable when you have an open spleen to getting sick very easily. Something that I have a fair amount of experience with in recent history in my family with those people who are open spleened. You are very vulnerable to a low immunity. You're vulnerable to things flying by that you breathe in that affect your body in a low vibrational way. So I think one of the things that is a really great thing to do when you have an open spleen is work on building your immunity, keeping it as strong as possible. And once again, I'll say we are not doctors. But there are things that you can do to increase your vibration, which will help to support your immune system. Yeah, that leads me directly into the essential oil that I would pick. And of course, I'm just going to pick all blends today. (laughs) On Guard is the blend that I'd pick, and it's the protective blend. So you can find a protective blend in other oil brands. So it can protect your immunity, but it can protect you in multiple ways. And like Raz is saying, it's really important to like build up that protection before you just breathe it in because you walk by someone or you're feeling someone. It's kind of like the emotional solar plexus in that way with health. Instead of being an emotional empath, you're a physical empath. Is that the right word? Medical empath. So you're feeling other people's maybe hurt is the right word. I don't know. You're feeling their pain of whatever is happening with their body. And it can be very beautiful because you can connect with people and you can understand what they're going through and you can maybe even help them if that's your profession. But if you're taking it on or not even realizing that it's not yours, then it can start affecting you. So protection is the key. Yeah, absolutely. Vulnerability in your spleen. Absolutely. And On Guard pulls no punches. It's a strong blend. So dilute it. Don't use it straight. You can use it on the soles of your feet. I think that's an amazing way to use it. Yeah, pop some On Guard on the soles of your feet every morning to help to support your immune system. 
And another one you could try is the Stronger Kids blend. Atera have put out an amazing range of children's oils, if you're not already aware of that, from listening to us or your knowledge. And it's called Stronger and it's got some oils in it which are completely different to the ones that are in the On Guard blend. So just have a look at that too. That can be really helpful and they're absolutely not exclusive for kids. They're great for adults too. So look for options that will help to support your immunity. And very quickly, I also want to say when you have an open spleen, look, we could talk about each one of these centers for a long time. So, and we're not going to do that in this podcast, but another area of vulnerability can be the spleen is a center for intuition. And when you have it open, you're very open to different kinds of intuitive hits and it can actually make you feel very vulnerable. It can actually make you think, what's going on? What do I listen to? Which parts of my intuition do I listen to? And you know, I find that that can leave you feeling quite vulnerable from time to time. So just be aware of the fact that whilst when you have a, an open spleen, you don't have consistent intuitive energy happening for you. It's coming in from all over the place. It's real. What's happening is real. And just learning to tune into that and feeling more comfortable with it will help you to feel less you know, vulnerable to not truly understanding your intuition. I hope that made sense. It makes perfect sense to me. I don't, I don't know that I conveyed it very well, but I just think it's important for you to be aware of with your open spleen that you can feel a little bit intuitively vulnerable. So Nani, how about we look at the throat center next, the open throat center. Sounds good. The open throat center leaves you very vulnerable to attention seeking needing attention wanting attention feeling like nobody is seeing you feeling invisible feeling like nobody can hear what you've got to say the secret with this one the way to move on from feeling that way is to to put it bluntly to shut up <laughs> because if you're quiet people will be drawn to you they just can't help but be drawn to you and they want to know what it is that you're holding on to that they need that is for them and they will ask you questions they will recognize you so really with your open throat and even sometimes if you've got an a defined throat but it's not attached to a motor it's not attached to either the solar plexus the sacral the will center or the root, which are all motors. Even if that's the case for you, you can feel like nobody's noticing you and you do feel very vulnerable. I mean, imagine a kid in a classroom situation and they've got the answers, or even if they haven't got the answers, they just want people to notice them and to see them. How vulnerable do they feel? And the fact is you teach them to keep their mouth shut and they get noticed. And it's the same thing throughout your life. So I think that's a really, it's a, it's a major thing. It's a major thing for an open-throated person, particularly an open-throated child, to feel vulnerable to this feeling of invisibility. I am actually a defined throat that does not have a motor. So it would be either generators or projectors that have a defined throat. They'd be the two types that don't have motors to the throat. And I'm just trying to give you an example from my life. When I'm in a meeting at work, this is probably the best example that I could give. If I speak out and give my idea, I'm in marketing and say I give give my idea, people look at me like, 
what is she saying? But it could be something that had I kept my mouth shut and they asked me for my opinion or, you know, just said, oh, Nani, what do you think? Then it would be like the most brilliant thing they've ever... (laughs) No, just kidding. It's probably not to that level. But sometimes I'm like amazed by... I just started not saying anything. And I think that I used to be told to speak up more because of the conditioning around me. I don't know if it was their type or just what they were taught, teachers or... Them being conditioned too. Yes. And so for a long time I was taught, you know, you need to speak up more. So I tried that, but it it is either heard in a weird way or not heard at all or just feels yucky. But when I wait and someone asks me, it feels a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. If you are absolutely desperate to share something in that situation, and you can also teach your kids this, and I mean desperate, I mean, this is a almost a last resort. You can say, I've got something to say. Is it okay if I share it? Now, I don't know if that's appropriate in a meeting situation, but you can say that. And if people are ready to hear what you've got to say, they will say it in such a way that you know they mean it. And they will say, yeah, sure. What have you got to say? And they will be recognizing you when they say that to you, but they might not be ready to hear it. And they might say, no, we're moving on to the next thing. You might just get brushed aside and that's okay. And the reason I say that is you might think, well, that's just, no, that's not okay. That's not fair. It is okay because the energy wasn't right for you to share what it was that you were wanting to share. And so it wasn't going to be heard. It wasn't going to be implemented. It wasn't going to feel right to the other people or person that was on the receiving end. You've got to wait until they are ready to recognize you. So if you get a no thanks, not ready to share, just be at peace with that. Be at peace with the fact that the timing's not quite right and it might be right down the track or you know what, it might never be right. That idea might be for someone else or for something else or it just might be for you. So I think that the essential oil blend that I would pick for the throat center is the oil blend of presence, which is the focus blend. We call it Intune in the US. Is that the same name? Yeah, yeah. And what I was, (laughs) mine too, what I was thinking about it or why I was thinking that it would be good is because being present and surrendering and just letting your communication unfold the way that feels right instead of like, you know, maybe pushing it out there when it's not asked for or is not going to be appreciated because you don't need to even waste your energy when it's not appreciated. So that's why I think the focus blend or the oil of presence would be good. Yeah, I totally agree. And another one that you could try is wintergreen. Wintergreen is actually the oil of surrender and it can assist people who have strong wills to surrender, to let go. So sometimes we just need that little bit of extra assistance to hand it over and say, all right, I know I'm going to be recognized when the time is right. So Try wintergreen if you've got an open throat and see where that takes you. And you can put wintergreen in Epsom bath salts, just plain Epsom salts or just Himalayan salts and put it in your bath and it's awesome. Oh, nice. It's very surrendering. Yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Okay, 
the root center is an area of vulnerability when it is open, specifically because you are feeling pressure to do all the time and it never goes away never goes away. That to-do list is always top of your mind. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. And you know, you're vulnerable to more things. You know, you're vulnerable to having more things added to the to-do list all the time. You need to understand that there are two types of people in this world, those with open roots and those with defined roots. And the people with defined roots, they don't care. (laughs) I don't mean to be flippant about it, but you know, they get the top three things on their to-do list done and they don't care about the rest of it because they know it will get done or what needs to get done will get done in its own good time. And yes, some days busier than others for sure, but understand with your open route that that to-do list is never going away and learn to be at peace with it. And I'm going to hand over to somebody with an open route now. <laughs> Noni? Yes, I I can totally relate to the pressures of the open root. And I was thinking about the essential oil blend that I'd pick for this center. And I think that is also what I would tell you could help you, or maybe just, I can just share my stories of, of how I've lived this out, but the grounding blend, which is called balance. When you have an open root and you feel like all these things are coming in and this to-do list is so long and you're never going to be free until you get it all done, but you're never going to get it done, you feel very ungrounded. And so I think you feel vulnerable to, I don't know if it's the word like flighty, that's maybe not the right word for it, but I feel like some of your roots are like, if you were a tree, (laughs) some are coming out of the ground or something and you're like tipping sideways. You just need to get yourself anchored back in and anchored on what's truly valuable to you, what your values are, and then do the things that fit into what you actually care about. And a lot of the other stuff can just go away. And if it comes back and you want to do it because you've followed your strategy, then great. But putting stuff on there for yourself because you think you should, or you had this great inspiration in your head. Okay, these are the things that happen to me (laughs) all the time. Um, It doesn't make me feel very grounded and I'm very vulnerable to feeling unsettled and off kilter. Yeah. And the big tree oils are good for that too. So the cedarwood and arborvitae and frankincense and sandalwood, they can all help with sort of bringing you back to earth and grounding you. Another center is an open will. An open will center leaves you feeling vulnerable to unworthiness. It can make you feel totally unworthy. It can make you feel like you have no right to be doing something, to be somewhere, to be in a particular position of power or responsibility. It can just make you feel unworthy and you are incredibly worthy. You just need to remind yourself of that regularly with your open will. And let's face it, that's most of us. Most of us have an open will. A defined will is actually quite rare. So if you're feeling vulnerable to your own worthiness or to a lack of self-worth, then please know from our heart to yours that you are incredibly worthy And that's just your open will allowing you to be wise about the worth of other people. And there are a lot of people that are feeling the same way. I mean, not the exact same way as you, but maybe feeling the feeling that Roz is describing because seven eighths of the population have an open will. So this is something that our collective has not always helped with either, but 
people, I mean, my favorite is Oprah. She's a champion of inner beauty and inner value and stuff like that. I actually just came across the metabolic blend because it's the oil of inner beauty. And we call it slim and sassy here, which is kind of a weird name. But um, we call it smart and sassy, which is also yeah. a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry about that part of it because it's really about just shining the light on your own inner beauty, your self worth, encouraging self worth because it's all about your inherent value and you are smart and sassy no matter who you are. Yeah. And another one that's really good for self-worth and for helping to build your self-worth is pink pepper. Pink pepper can really help you to feel accepting of yourself. So try that one if self-worth is a big area of vulnerability for you. So Nani, we just want to very quickly highlight a few gates. So grab your chart and in case you're wondering where to get a chart from, there's plenty of places online you can get a free chart, but mybodygraph.com is an easy place to go. There's other places that are easy too, but that's just an easy one for me to say. You can grab your chart and just check to see whether or not you have any of these particular gates. So the gate 40 and also the gate 33 are gates of aloneness. There are other aloneness gates in the chart, but they're the two big ones that really need alone time. And if you don't get alone time, you can be left feeling very vulnerable, vulnerable to other people's energies crashing in on you and you have these feelings of overwhelm where you just really have this craving to be alone. So if you've got the gate 40 in your chart or if you've got the gate 33 in your chart, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Make sure that you allow yourself some alone time. It's super important to get that. Other gates that need alone time are the 43 and the 23, particularly that whole channel, the 43-23 channel, which runs between the head and the throat. By the way, the gate 40 comes off the will center and the gate 33 comes off the G center. And also the gate 12 needs alone time, time to recalibrate, time to sort of pull all its energy together and then before it moves forward. Yeah, the energies in those gates are all about renewal. You go home not to be lonely or just be by yourself, but you're like going to renew so that you are ready to like be with the tribe and be with the community and be with other people and be rejuvenated. So I would suggest the oil of relaxation or the massage blend, which is called Deep Blue, and it's called something else in Australia. Ice Blue. So it it helps with calming and relaxing and releasing physical tension. And that's very important when you're in your alone time and you're rejuvenating and renewing so that you can come back and be together. Yeah. And, And honestly, and I wouldn't normally say this, but I think any oil that you are attracted to when you need that alone time will be helpful. You know, normally we try and be a little bit more prescriptive not sure if i'm even allowed to say that word but we normally try and give you some guidance but if you've got oils in your collection and they're high quality oils you know doTERRA are and there's plenty of other high quality oils out there grab the one that you feel most drawn to you know if you're a generator ask your sacral but no matter what your type whatever oil you're drawn to and then go and be alone with that oil and allow it to help you to regenerate 
to recalibrate, to just get back on track again before you go out and face the world. So the two other gates that we wanted to talk about are gate 17 and 18. And I think Roz gave them to me because I have them both again. (laughs) (laughs) So the 17 is coming from your Ajna and it's traveling down towards your throat center. And it's the gate of opinions. And it's kind of similar to an open throat where aren't your opinions better heard or maybe opinions of other people around you when you ask for them instead of them being just given to you. So there's a vulnerability there if you're pushing out your opinions without being asked for them or recognized to share them. Of course, like experts or I mean, there's lots of professions where opinions are being asked for and just being in the position that you're in you're recognized. So it's not like you have to be thinking about this all the time, but it's just, you're going to feel this energy if you have the gate 17. Once you realize that you have it anyway, that, oh, maybe if I just wait, it will be better heard. Yeah. And then the 18, it kind of has a similar theme. The gate 18 is about correction. So you can see something that could be better. And the ultimate goal is to bring it to a more joyful place. I mean, even accounting is about correction, but it's to bring it to like <laughs> a equilibrium or whatever it is in the math world. But if you're offering what you know about this correction without being asked, it will be felt as criticism from the other person. So it's another place where you want to see it and of course share your gifts when you're asked because you actually can improve things and make them more joyful. Maybe Raz has some stuff to add. It's just a matter, once again, of waiting for other people to recognize you for the incredible gifts that you have and the information and the wisdom that you have inside you by virtue of the fact that you have either of those two energies or both, like Nani, the 17 or the 18. And they often are seen together in a chart. So the 17 comes off the... Ajna and the 18 comes off the spleen if you're looking at a chart to see whether you've got it and the oil that I'm going to recommend is a heavy hitter I do not think there is a heavier hitter in the whole entire essential oils world but it's oregano and oregano is the oil of humility and non-attachment and we're all about being not attached to whether or not you get recognized so that you can then share your opinions or share your incredible corrective abilities so if you if you can use oregano you can use it in your cooking you know just stir it into sauces or you can actually use it on the soles of your feet once again and use it diluted because it is a very strong oil. This can help you to just become less attached to whether or not somebody feels like they need your opinion because if they need it, they'll ask, I promise. That's how it works. If they don't need it, they won't ask. If you share it, it will fall on deaf ears. It will make people angry or they will steal your ideas. It's that simple. I will add a blend in because I'm into blends today. Um, I'd say the respiratory blend, which is breathe or easy air. Is that right? Yeah. Easy Easy. air. Yeah. See, I'm learning these Australian blends because sometimes when you like know, I would say this is for 17 and 18 and combined with my defined throat. No, it could be any of those energies. If you know that you have something to say or an opinion or a correction, but you're like, we're asking you to wait. (laughs) It can be like a little bit frustrating or just 
feeling stuck. So breathe to me is like, just surrender to it. Just breathe. It's going to be all good. You're going to give your energy to the right people. I mean, I can tell you right now, if if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, now you know a little bit more about me. If you don't like what I have to say, I'm not offended. If <laughs> if you haven't asked <laughs> for me to share, but I assume if you're like a consistent listener that you probably do recognize what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways, I'm doing this in hopes that it's coming out as the heartfelt sharing and not trying to change someone's opinion. It's the beauty of human design, isn't it? It really is. The 27 and the 50 are another couple of gates. If they show up in your chart and the 50 comes off the spleen and the 27 comes off the sacral, they are nice little tricky gates. They are potentially the gates of guilt and responsibility. So the 27 is the gate of guilt and the 50 is the gate of responsibility. I mean, they have other energies attached to them as well, but you can feel if you have either of these gates, you know, it kind of applies to both of them. You can feel guilty for things that you shouldn't be feeling guilty for. You can be feeling responsible for things that you shouldn't feel responsible for. And, you know, that can leave you feeling very vulnerable. I know know, for myself, I have the 27 and I very often feel responsible for other people's problems. Problems. You know, oh, that's terrible. That's happening for them. And I take that energy on and it's not mine. I can feel very responsible for things that happen to people in my family. It's not my stuff. I really have no right to take on that energy, but I do. So I have to remind myself, you know, it, whose responsibility is this really? You know, is it mine? No, it's not mine. Nana, you've got the 50, haven't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. I still have the 27 in my Chiron. Ah, nice. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> nice, yeah. So so Nani and I are always feeling guilty. We're always feeling responsible until we remember human design and we say, oh, no, we're not supposed to be feeling that way because they are absolutely areas that can make you feel very, very vulnerable, especially as a mum, especially as a mum. Yeah, it's a very nurturing energy, but there's like this fine line And I can tell you that I've been codependent in my past. So there's a fine line between being codependent and giving away way too much of yourself and being nurturing, but nurturing to yourself first and then giving your nurture. Like it's a beautiful energy of nurture and it's kind of a, if there were archetypes, which I wouldn't have to say that this is a woman's only energy, but it's like a more feminine type energy that just wants to take care of the tribe. Yeah. And so I would offer the women's blend, the oil of femininity. Yeah, it's called, sorry, I'm asking Roz, and it's, that's the US name. Is it Whisper in yeah, Australia? It is, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And, and there's so many names to remember. It's you know, no wonder we sometimes have to confirm. And I'm not surprised because it has like bergamot in it and jasmine and rose and sandalwood and ylang ylang and all these oils that are about like feeling worthy yourself. And then you can share your worth with others. Whisper is a really cool essential oil blend that this is just on an application note. When you put it on your skin, it smells different on every person. It kind of like reacts with your body. And so this is definitely one you could use as instead of like a perfume or something like that. But you kind of give off your own unique smell 
Yeah. You have this, this oil and you, you can dilute it and it'll still do that. But yeah. Whisper is absolutely beautiful. Another one, which is just a, it's just a really nice all rounder is lavender oil. I know sometimes we tend to overlook lavender, but lavender is kind of like, it's all things to everybody. A little bit like frankincense is you grab the lavender oil when you're feeling this burden you know, you're feeling vulnerable to the burden of responsibility or you're feeling guilty or whatever, grab the lavender oil, have a few sniffs out of the bottle or pop some on your wrists or diffuse some. And it's a recalibration. I keep using that word. I know I do, but it's all about bringing things back to the level that they're supposed to be at and bringing some reality to the situation if you like. So I think lavender is a really great one for that feeling of vulnerability to responsibility. And the last gate we want to talk about, and we could talk about many, many more, and we will in the future if this topic is of interest to you, let us know if you want us to go deeper into it. But the gate 29, (laughs) Nani and I have had some (laughs) recent experience with our gate 29s because we both have them, have it, we both have it. And this is that gate of boundaries basically it's the gate of overcommitting. it's the one that has you saying yes when you should be saying no feeling vulnerable to the pressure that's being put on you by other people the 29 and an open route nani <laughs> yes <laughs> okay 29 open root open emotional solar plexus all these other gates i guess i'm very vulnerable yeah um, No, the 29, I would say you're vulnerable to burnout because the the trick with 29 is it's all about commitment. So you want to commit to the right thing. So you need to follow your strategy. If you're not, you're committing to things that you don't want to do or don't have energy for. And then you're committed because 29 is fully committed to what they're doing. It's almost like a fake will center. And so if you're not aware that you have this energy and you're just feeling burned out, it's a it's a good place to go look and see, am I saying yes to all these things that I shouldn't be doing? So I would suggest the, this is where I'd suggest the repellent blend or the oil of shielding, which is called Terra Shield here. Yeah, Terra Shield for you and Terra Armor here in Australia and perhaps other places, not sure. So you kind of want to build up strong boundaries and learn the word no, or if you want to be more polite, no thank you. (laughs) No thanks. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. A really great oil for working with when you have the gate 29 is coriander. Coriander is actually a seed oil. It's the seed of what you call the cilantro plant, and in Australia we call it the coriander plant, It's a herb, it's a beautiful herb, very pungent. And coriander seed oil is great for not being controlled by other people, by sort of being true to yourself, by being having the strength and integrity to stand up for what is right for you rather than falling victim to other people's wills and allowing other people to without sometimes without them even being aware that they're doing it, without you falling into the trap of saying yes when you should say no. Once again, it's another one of those mum energies that you, you get committed to things, you know, you get committed to baking for the school bake sale, you get committed to being on the parents and friends committee, you get committed to running your kids and all the kids in the neighbourhood's kids to school, you get committed to all of these things that actually don't 
feel right or that aren't right for you according to your strategy because you did it because you felt you should because you've got the gate 29 and it's all about kind of reverse engineering going backwards and working out what you actually should be committed to and what you need to step away from and coriander oil will help to support you in that process so that's all that we have for today. Like Ralph said, we can bring this topic up again or other topics that you have an interest in hearing more about. Leave comments for us or email us or whatever. Just get in contact. Thanks so much for listening. If you do have questions or are interested in learning more about human design or essential oils, you can go to our websites, findyournaturalgroove.com for RAWs. And I've changed mine. Mine is now humandesigntools.com for Nani. So thank you again for listening. And I, can I just say very quickly, thank you so much to those of you who have been leaving us reviews. We really, really appreciate it. It really does help our reach. So thanks again. And yeah, Nani, it's, it's been real. Yes. And we look forward to talking with you all again soon. <laughs> Bye, Roz. Bye, Nani. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.